Hey, hey, welcome to the Bodies Built Better podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Tan. And before we dive into today's very cool topic, I have a small favor to ask. If you enjoy the show and find value in the stories and the insights that we share, could you please help us grow by rating and reviewing us on your favorite podcast platform? Your ratings and reviews really help others to find the podcast. And honestly, it really makes my day. I get so excited when I see there's a new rating or review. It really just, I I get so excited and it still blows my mind that people listen to the podcast. I mean, it's, I I just can't believe it. Um, And so that evidence that there are people, you, you are listening and, and you are with me on this journey really means so much to me. So I would be so grateful if you could rate or review and share with your friends and family and anyone that you think would really benefit from uh, all the cool information and wisdom that we share on this podcast. Thank you so much for your support. Now, let's get started. Welcome to day three of the 12 days of Quotemas. I love quotes. I really, I mean, quotes, I think, really help us reframe our thoughts and they make us take action. Whether we really think they do or don't, they do, I believe, Um, that we wouldn't otherwise have thought to do or at least, you know, change the way we think. And by changing the way we think, does slowly change our actions. So I think they're so powerful. Today's quote is brought to you by the extraordinary Roxanne Safai, one of my favorite people. The, the, the quote that she loves is, argue for your limiting beliefs and they're all yours. When I read this, I was like, oh, that's a good one. (laughs) I really love it. So firstly, Roxy, thank you so much for this quote. Um, Like I said, it really bore all the light on all the things that I say to myself about myself, about my abilities, um, which is obviously can be really, well, is limiting and it certainly can be demeaning and quite frankly, untrue. Let's be honest. Well, I think we're really good at telling ourselves stuff that's not really true. I was like, holy heck, I don't want to keep those. I don't want to live with those. So um, several times a year, I do a declutter of my house. And I was like, I need to add my thoughts to that. (laughs) So I need to declutter and get rid of all the limiting beliefs that just don't serve me. So I love it. Thank you. Um, And here is Roxy telling us why she loves this quote. One of my favorite quotes that is always activated is argue for your limitations and sure enough, they're yours by Richard Bach. And it really is a simple truth. And I love simple truths. You know, anytime that we are going to argue for some kind of reason that we are not able to move forward in our life in a manner that we want to move forward, 
We are just keeping ourselves imprisoned in that limiting belief, in that excuse, or even if it is a challenge, if it's a challenge that you are viewing with no way out and you're arguing that you have no way out of it, then you're just keeping yourself in the prison of it. So it's a really potent quote to keep in mind anytime there's some kind of limiting thought or belief that you want to fight for. Because remember, what we fight for, we believe in. And what we believe in is what we experience in our life. Gosh, it is so simple and yet powerful um, how our beliefs, especially the limiting ones, can really define our reality. So let's unpack this quote and start with its origins. Richard Buck, who is a former USAF pilot, gypsy barnstormer and airplane mechanic and is the author of 15 books. And it was the book Illusions, which is where he says this quote. Um, And the book is semi-autobiographical. So Buck portraying himself as a dissatisfied writer and barnstormer. Now, just a side note, if you hear that word barnstormer and were exactly like me and I'm like, what the heck's a barnstormer? <laughs> it's, it's actually, it is a pilot um, and a pilot who does, goes around the country and does stunts and parachuting and yeah, crazy tricks from a plane, craziness. So that's a barnstormer. So he leads a life firmly anchored in reality. But everything changes when he encounters a character who challenges his worldview opening up a universe of endless possibilities and the power of human imagination. So this brings us to the topic of limiting beliefs. Those sneaky little thoughts that whisper, you can't do this. You're not good enough. Unfortunately, those I've said to myself and, you know, I actually do catch myself saying them still. Um, and it's something I'm working on because uh, they're not true. They're, they were never true. Um, but anyway, where do these thoughts come from? Because, you know, we, we come into this world definitely not thinking those things. Through our childhood, uh, you know, experiences from our childhood, whether it's the people around us saying, you know, we shouldn't do that. That's too dangerous. You can't do that. Or Um, you know, society and, you know, of course, our past experiences, whether, you know, in childhood or or, um, throughout adulthood, they all shape how we see ourselves and the world. And here's the thing about beliefs. They have so much power. They influence our decisions, our behaviours and our interactions. They can limit us or they can empower us. The beliefs we hold, whether limiting or empowering, shape our reality and have so much power in how we live. So here's a common tendency. We often view our past failures as definitive proof of our limitations. We use our past failures as evidence, as proof that our limitations are real. This is crazy. It's a trap, one where we let our past dictate our future, believing that what happened before will happen again, that failure is inevitable. 
Newsflash. It ain't. It's like, it's like when we were learning as children to ride a bike. Like if we as kids fell off the bike and like, no, nah, that's it, can't do that. We'd never learn to ride a bike, but of course, we're incredible humans. We, our power is in learning new skills and, you know, power of the brain, making these, you know, neural pathways and these connections that enable us to learn a skill over time. And, you know, dependent on how much we practice, learn it and execute it really amazingly. So, whilst we have you know, we can experience failures. Gosh, if we were to stop and that was how we lived our life from when we entered this world, I mean, think about the blobs that we would be. <laughs> we just we just wouldn't do anything because, you know, learning how to walk and falling over a million times, like, so yeah, <laughs> that's my rant. So what if we reframed our failures? not as evidence of our limitations, but as critical data points in our journey of learning and development. So each failure provides unique insights, contributing to a richer understanding of the challenges we face. It's a shift in perspective from viewing failure as a setback to recognizing it as an informative part of the learning process. This approach aligns with the principles of experimental learning where each misstep is an opportunity to refine our strategies, enhance our skills, and deepen our understanding. Now, adopting this mindset requires a conscious effort to analyze our failures objectively. What went wrong? Why did it go wrong? Or what could be done differently? Each challenge builds resilience and gives you the chance to gather the chance to gather information to build a more nuanced approach to problem solving and decision making. So really, every failure is like a treasure trove. It could unpack and reveal such important lessons in order for the next time that you do something you smash it. There is success. You move forward in something. You achieve something. Like this is where the gold lies. It's actually in the mistakes or the failures. So this is not to say that dealing with failure is straightforward or simple. <laughs> it is challenging and gosh dang so uncomfortable because we don't want to fail. No one wants to fail. But the key lies in how we interpret and respond to those failures or challenges. Great achievements often arise not in spite of failures, but because of the learning and adaptation they necessitate. So the next time you encounter an obstacle or a project that doesn't go as planned, take a moment to analyze and learn. What can this experience teach you? How can it refine your approach moving forward? Remember, each failure, there's a hidden lesson that can propel you towards greater success. As we navigate the path of personal growth, 
understanding the role of self-love and trust is vital. These are not just feel-good woo-woo terms. They are foundational to breaking through our limitations and stepping into our full potential. And self-love is the starting point. It's about accepting ourselves as we are, but also that we have the right and opportunity to be better and do better because we are deserving of it. We are worthy because we are human and we are here to be good and do good in this world and explore our abilities and and everything that we are here to do. When we start from a place of self-love, we create a nurturing environment for growth. And then there's trust, which if you've been following me for a little while, you'll know I've spoken a lot about trust in the past. So trust is about confidence in our abilities and our journey. It's trusting that we are capable of learning, evolving and overcoming challenges. When we trust ourselves, we're more likely to take the risks necessary for growth. We're less afraid of failure because we know it's part of the process, not the end of the road. So together, self-love and self-trust form a powerful duo. They allow us to face our limitations without fear or judgment. So let's look at some quick and practical strategies to help overcome your limiting beliefs and build your self-love and trust. Firstly, you need to identify what your limiting beliefs are. Listen to your self-talk. Understand where these beliefs come from and recognize their impact. Then challenge them. Reframe these beliefs. Remember Carol Dweck's concept of yet? It's about shifting from I can't to I can't yet. Every time you add yet to a limiting belief, you're reminding yourself that this is not the end of the story. It's just where you are right now. Then there's mindfulness and self-awareness. Being mindful means being fully present in the moment, aware of our thoughts, feelings, and reactions. Because when you're mindful, you can catch those limiting beliefs and actions. You can observe them without judgment and then consciously choose to shift to a more empowering mindset. So, yes, you need to identify your limiting beliefs. But if you feel like you're just, you're like, I don't know, I just, I'm not good at stuff. When you're mindful and you're in a moment and it, this belief comes up specific to a, a, an experience or, or the, the moment that you're in, that's when you can really tune into that, really tune into that feeling, why you feel that. And, and obviously, dependent on your situation, you, you don't have to deal with it then and there, but certainly acknowledge it and come back to it later because that's information for you. When you're able to go back to that moment you're able to then kind of be that detective and go, where did this come from? How did this start? And why does it bring or evoke such a feeling in me when I'm in that certain 
experience. So it can feel daunting and confronting, but that's where the journey begins. It's a, it's a really courageous one. So um, don't take this lightly. You know, you're doing really well. And if it's something that, you know, you need to move through slowly, go as slow as you need because this is about you and your progress and your journey is your own. Then there's affirmations. Create positive counter statements to your limiting beliefs. So, for example, if your limiting belief is, I'm not a good leader, your affirmation could be, every day I'm improving my leadership skills. Now, if you wanted to take that a step further, you could add the word by at the end of it. So, every day I'm improving my leadership skills by checking in with my team in the morning or insert whatever it is. So then you're actually adding an action to the affirmation and then you're able to perform the action and that is the journey to starting the process of becoming a better leader, right? So you can say these affirmations out loud or you can read them daily and, of course, then take the action around it. Um, It might feel odd at first, but, you know, it's about reprogramming those neural pathways. So it can be really powerful. I love affirmations. I think they're just as important and powerful as quotes. Next working on self-love, choosing affirming quotes that reflect on your strengths or acknowledge your progress, no matter how small, and celebrate your uniqueness. Embrace what makes you different. Your unique talents, perspectives, and experiences are your strengths. Write down things that make you unique and why they're important. This helps in reinforcing a positive self-image against the tide of limiting beliefs. And I think, I mean, this can be really hard, can't it? Like trying to put together a list of all the things that make you awesome. And this is where you'll find that the limiting beliefs really kick in and really want to be like, nah, you don't, you're not, no. (laughs) So... I really encourage you to make a list of what makes you unique and what makes you awesome. Because if you go, oh, I'm not that unique, well, actually just put down the things that make you awesome. And if that's really tricky for you, if that's really tricky for you, ask your closest friends. Ask them to write you a list or, you know, text you or messenger, you know, whatever, whatever is the most easiest to do. What makes you unique? What makes you awesome? What makes you a great friend? And you will be, I mean, it's always a great exercise to do because it's really nice to hear nice things about yourself. It is. It really is. Um, But it's also really nice to see what people value about you as well. Um, And generally, it's stuff that you don't realize you do because you are so good at doing it. So write a list for yourself and then get others to write a list for you. And then practice gratitude. Focus on what you appreciate 
about yourself. This could be your resilience. This could be your sense of humor or your empathy. Practicing gratitude shifts your focus from what you believe you lack to the abundance of qualities you possess. So there you have it. There are some tools to overcome limiting beliefs because if you argue for your limiting beliefs, sure enough, they're yours. But don't, but don't, because you don't, you don't want to keep them. <laughs> Thank you so much to Roxy for sending that one through. It's definitely one that I think I'll be thinking about every time a limiting belief pops up, which is perfect, right? That's a good reminder in itself because now that I know about this quote, I'll think of it when a limiting belief sets in. And then I'll have that honest conversation with myself and ask myself, is this something I really want to fight for? Something that I want to keep and have with me forever? Probably not. (laughs) So game changing. Thank you, Roxy. Now this is this is scraping the surface of limiting beliefs and the um, psychology behind it and building neural pathways and self-love. Um, I've got some really great episodes about those things and certainly one that you can check out right away, which I just find is awesome, um, is the conversation with Roxy, which is Episode 119, Transform Your Life Through Self-Love. Roxanne Safai, she's amazing. So thank you so much for tuning in today. If you've enjoyed our time together, remember, take a moment to rate this podcast and leave a review. It would mean the world to me. And another reminder, every belief you hold is a seed that can either grow into a barrier or a bridge. The choice is yours. Make your beliefs bridges to the possibilities that await you. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of this journey. Stay awesome. I'll catch you next time.